Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Choo choo. You don't want to be every time, no. I would like to personally welcome you to Man Hour at the Dark. Say that thing. Why bring you the host, Mike, Buck, and Cone? You know we're coming to the sports talk, then what you about to hear right here? I second that. Go. You know that it's us when we talking about sports. Giving you facts on the field to the core. Tune in, we need the support. One hour too short, tell us some more. Oh no, your station not dropping no music. Starts like Adidas, but Nike just do it. Then four in the fourth, we go for the win. Michael, two seconds, we taking it in. Buck, Mike, and Combs, you know what's going on. Man, now we're at the dark. No LA, we the big spark. No fourth and inches, won't cut short. Got the best talk in this all sports. Buzzing more than buzz beaters. We coming live all through your speakers. Go. And what is up, Man Hour Nation? Michael Bakasha here with the Man Hour. Head over to manhourradio.com and check out the merchandise page. And, of course, check out the blog section as well. We do got a great show lineup for you tonight. We're going to talk some Monday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers, and the Detroit Lions. We're going to talk problems in New York. And imagine that Carson Wentz is hurt again. And there's other riddles of injuries as well. And, of course, you got the emphasis game of guess who. But speaking of injury and somebody who's not injured, Mr. Brandon B.C. Combs is not injured and here on the show tonight with the Blackhawks hat. What's going on, B.C.? Somebody who's not injured at all. And uh, (laughs) anyway, what's going on, Michael Buckheiser? What is going on, Man Hour Nation? Belly Up Sports, 313 The Flash, all our people over in the U.K. drinking their tea and eating their crumpets. What is going on, man? I don't know, man. I I, I just got a text from my wife because we've been gone for, you know, about 48 hours or so. And we uh, found dog poop in our bed. So apparently McGraw is upset with us and uh, he pooped in the bed. So he's like, leave me again and see what happens. So I would have one dog less than yeah, uh, I had if I came I'm home. To not that. happy about that. <laughs> but what I am happy about is Mr. Tori Anderson being on the show tonight. What's going on, Tori? I, uh, I'm not I really mean, happy about it. I'm still stuck in this whole dog poop thing, like the dog poop <laughs> in the bag. Yeah, I, I, like, apparently it's like under the covers and everything. Like he like, so this was a planned attack. This was like, I'm going to flip the covers yeah, up, the- poop in it, and then put the covers back and act like nothing ever happened. This is a planned attack. It was. Your dog has become sentient and, and conscious of everything going around it your house it is the start of the dog poop wars <laughs> dog poop wars so what and speaking of poop tory i heard all that crap you were talking last night you and wayne g i listened <laughs> to the show buddy i mean, I mean you I, should look I, is, is this what is this what you do you're, you're like you're like you're like a 13 year old girl like like my stepdaughter right you like to have all your friends and hang out and then when you're with your other friends you're like oh yeah man oh. That, that guy that I still guy. love you, Boo. Oh. Wow. Okay. I, All right. I okay. see how you are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tori, I feel like you need to explain yourself. Like, but. Well, no, we, there was a couple shots fired at Brandon. We were making fun of Brandon last night. Yeah. It was like the whole week and a half off. Like, I was off. You and Combs would, would like, attack me the whole time. 
So I feel like it's like monkey uh, see, monkey do. It's okay do. when we do it to you, though. <laughs> but it's I mean, not I okay feel when like we do it to you. I feel I feel like it's good. It's good for morale. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So oh, speaking of right. I got speaking of good for mor- good for morale, the Green Bay Packers come out and won Monday Night Football last night over the Detroit Lions, and they outscored the Lions twenty-one to zero in the second half. So, Colm, I'm going to kick it to you first here. Was this a good win for the Packers? It was a win, and any win is a good win. I'm not so sure if they were playing anybody other than the Detroit Lions that they pulled that one out, though. Because of the way that it was done, because of the second half, they looked really slow in the first I mean, they came out of the first half, they were down 17-14. They came out of the first half against the Detroit Lions, and they were down. And so, for me, in the second half, it was more about that the Lions didn't finish off what they had started. Uh, Jared Goff made a lot of mistakes. That defense went away. They didn't complete what they had started. And, and now, I mean, Aaron Jones just looked phenomenal last night. He looked phenomenal. You, you couldn't stop him in the run game. You couldn't stop him catching a ball out of the backfield. He looked great. So, so that was definitely a plus for the Green Bay Packers. It was a win. Any win's a good win, especially inside of your own division. So, yes, I'll say it was a good win, but I, like I said after the Bears game, and I was even down on the Bears after I said, calm down. <laughs> it was a win, but it was against the Cincinnati Bengals. Same thing here. I mean, this was a win, but it was against the Detroit Lions, and it's just you kind of got to look, stop, look back, even if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, enjoy the fact that you won. Enjoy the fact that, that your team is, is on the board and they were actually able to put up points this week, but maybe look at it as a whole and maybe don't get too ahead of yourself because I'm not so sure they're out of the clear yet. Okay. So Tori, let me bring you on screen here. And a few things that, you know, Combs brought up was the Packers were losing at halftime 17 to 14 to the Detroit lions, which I still think they will finish 10 and seven this year. They had a really good outing in the first half, but then in the second half, they, they did score 21 straight points. We're like, you know, the, like the, the, the defense decided to step up. Aaron Rodgers became Aaron freaking Rodgers again. And Aaron Jones had one hell of a game. Like, I feel like they circled him saying, hey, you, we're going to give you the ball as many times as you want. So how big a win was this for the pack, Packers, Tori? I agree, Brandon. It's a win. You're you're on the board. You did what you were supposed to do. You did it to a game that you're supposed to win. You won the game. The only thing I feel like is I called them everything but the Packers in the first half when I got to glance over while we were doing the show. And the second half, it was like it was like watching Tampa Bay. Like, oh, Atlanta's within three points of us. I guess we'll play and we'll show them who's boss. And I feel like that's what the Packers did. They're like, eh, let's flip the switch and show them. Let's let's show them what we can do now. Like, we, and the rain helped a enough. lot. That that fumble that fumble was definitely caused a, a big factor was the rain in that fumble, and and the rain came out a perfect time for the Green Bay Packers. It really did. Yeah, that 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 fumble was definitely was a momentum change in the whole game. Tori, go ahead and finish your thought. I mean, are you sure you don't want to cut me off again? Positive. <laughs> I'll cut you off so, as much as I want. <laughs> I'm man. I'm 40 years old. I'll do what I want. And that's why we cut you off because you can't keep a complete topic t- together. <laughs> so, no, the the. The Packers just, it's like I said, they flipped a switch and they were kind of like, okay, now let's show them what we can do. And then they just kind of put on the Jets in the second half and 
pretty much scored at will in the second half. It's funny that you say that because they almost put the Jets on in the first half because they were looking like the Jets in the first half. No, Aaron didn't start the game 0 for 2 with two interceptions. Mm, true. Because hashtag Zach Wilson is trash. Uh, so, so Tori, let me ask you this question. Watching the first half of the game, it looked like the whole game plan was to give Aaron Jones the ball as much as possible. Why do you think that was the case? Like, do you think Aaron Jones is upset with the play calling? Was there some practice stuff that was happening? Why do you think Aaron Jones seemed to be a focal point of that offense? Exploiting the defense, exploit where your mismatches are. I think I think that was a big thing. If they figured they could exploit the linebackers of the Detroit Lions, that's what they did. They said, "Okay, I think we got this matchup. We like it, Aaron. It's gonna be your show tonight." And that's what he did because he scored what four touchdowns. I like I know Aaron Rodgers threw for four, and uh, Aaron Jones at least caught one and ran for one. I got, I got I don't know what the other stats. Uh, Devon Devonte had one. Yeah, uh, I so- believe he threw for three. So, Combs, let me ask you this biggest question here. Aaron Jones had 17 carries, and Aaron Rodgers had 27 pass attempts. So, it it was almost 50-50 pass run situation there. Is this a winning formula for the Green Bay Packers moving forward? Um, yeah. Yes, I, I think Aaron Jones is, is a very good running back in the league. I, I think that the Packers have a lot of weapons. I think they do have to have a good mix. I think they do have to sort of have it 50-50. Where I get concerned is that they are tending to lean a lot more on Aaron Jones, a lot like the Tennessee Titans seem to lean on King Henry. Because when they were down heading into that second half, it was still the Aaron Jones show. And usually that's the Aaron Rodgers show. (laughs) And they were still giving the ball a lot to Aaron Jones. They were still letting him do his thing. And he was performing. I mean, give him credit. The Lions, they have trouble with the run. Let's just say the Lions have trouble with everything. But they definitely have trouble with the run. And they were trying to, to establish themselves there. They did that. They dominated them in just about every aspect of the game in the second half. And, you know, I... I do think this could be a winning formula for for the Green Bay Packers moving forward. I'm concerned about Aaron Rodgers. Is nobody concerned about Aaron Rodgers and how he's looked over these these first two games? He does not look. I know that they won the game last night. I know he threw for three touchdowns. He does not look like Aaron Rodgers right now or four touchdowns. He does not look like Aaron Rodgers right now. He just doesn't. He doesn't look like he's confident. He's handing the ball off way more than he normally does. He just, it does not look like the the play calling, even in the red zone, the play calling looks different. Tori, I mean, you are a Packer guy. Isn't that what coaching is all about is being unpredictable? Like it's, it's throwing the other team off balance, but the thing is he still threw for four touchdowns. Like it's funny that when we talk about the package, you're like, isn't that what coaching is all about being unpredictable? And then you're like, well, with the Bears, they didn't do this and they didn't do that. But when it's the packet, oh well, coaching, coaching is unpredictable. But the thing is, I'm talking about switching the it ultimate up. homer when, when they are going to you know, whatever you expect Aaron to throw the ball 50 times, they start running it. Like at that point, that's how you achieve your balance. Though the thing is, it sets up play action. But Aaron was gashing them, and Aaron Jones still had what six catches for like forty-eight yards and three yeah. touchdowns. And I agree, it's a winning formula. I said it could it could be the winning formula for them moving forward. 
I'm just concerned with with Aaron Rodgers moving forward that th- there's a lot of talk that this could be his last year in Green Bay, right? There's a lot of talk that that this is the the last year, this is the last hurrah. Where's he going next? Maybe he's not going anywhere next. Maybe he's hitting that wall that we expected Tom Brady to hit 25 years ago. Oh, Tori, that's I, I, a great I, question. Do you think this is Aaron Rodgers' last year period playing ball? I don't know. I, I think it depends on – like, I will say if they go out and they win the Super Bowl, I'll be like, he's going to retire. I mean – If they win the Super Bowl this year, he, I bet he retires. I mean, let's just be honest. He looks old. He's playing old. And, you know, there were a couple plays where I thought Aaron – like, I feel like last year's Aaron would have ran the ball and maybe got a first down. This year's Aaron, he th- threw it away or just made a bad pass. If you look at, if you look at Aaron well, over the last three years, he's got one of the highest throwaway percentages in the league, which is why he doesn't turn the ball over a ton. Right. It, it's funny you say he looks old because them Aaron Rodgers looks like memes are absolutely – hilarious yeah they are you know, my favorite one aaron Rodgers looks like that guy who on his first week of work is bumming smokes that's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite one yeah. I, love, I love that one that, that one kills one. me all right guys so uh, so are we looking so let's flash back to the first half here where the where the detroit Lions were up 17 to 14 when you guys if we just saw just that first half of the game were you more impressed with the with the with the Detroit Lions or the lack of the Packers just like excelling on offense and defense. Hmm. I think I was more impressed with the way the Lions came out playing. I wasn't actually impressed by the way they started that game off. I'm like, and this is like you guys all left me. I said, this isn't your same old Lions team. This is a, it's this team's got a different feel. They're Huck not gonna be good. At you. He picked them 10 and 7. That's true too. <laughs> but everybody else did. Right. And yeah. so but I said, this is, this is a team. Look at the way they play. Like, even though they lost, they still, you know, they'll say, you know, every, we're all like same old lions. Imagine if they had a quarterback the, like Matt Stafford. <laughs> Jared Goff is not a bad quarterback. Jared Goff is garbage. He's you, the reason why they did not win last. He's the, well, not the reason they didn't win last night. He's the reason they couldn't keep pace last night. How long know, did you play in the NFL? Hmm? How long did you play in the NFL? Zero days. So I can call Zach his trash all I want, but he's still way better than me at football. <laughs> hey, that, all right. So that doesn't make my my point invalid. Do you guys don't want to know why? Invalid. Fuck! What is that crap behind you? What are you? I, did you like? What'd you do? Go hang out at Mike LeBlanc's house? You know, yeah. we we're gonna root for one team, but I'm also a Backers fan. My cheesehead cousin. Do you got a? Co- oh my God, Jesus, Buck! You went full tourist. Yeah, you sure did. I even got a couple of jerseys and t- t- t-shirts. I'm pretty excited about it, to be honest. The very you. little respect I had for you just went out the window. Hey, but <laughs> I, still, I'm, I still got my cheese stuff on. No, it doesn't. No, you Go can't. Cheese. You can't do that. Look, what? Go hang out with Drew. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are up against the first break here on the Man Hour. Coming up on the break, we are going to talk some oh, Las Vegas Raiders, not Oakland Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. We're going to talk some. Trouble in paradise over there at New York Giants land at MetLife State State Stadium. And we are going to talk about Drew's Arizona Cardinals. All that and much more coming up, guys, right here on the Man Hour. We'll be right back.
And welcome back to the Man Hour, guys. Michael Bacato and Brandon Combs and Tori Anderson tonight. If you're going to miss any part of the show whatsoever, head over to manhourradio.com and check out the podcast page there. You can watch us in po- or listen to us on podcast form, I should say. Or you can also find us on Belly Up Sports 313 The Flash. And, of course, Big Exports Radio right here in Jeffersonville, Indiana, 96.1 at 4 to 6 p.m. East Coast time. So let's go ahead and welcome the guys back onto the screen here, guys. We have had some Monday night football talk, but now it is it is time to uh, kind of somber the moment here, uh, like, a little bit. Uh, so, Combs, we have a big fan over here in the chat, and Drew and, you know, Drew has a lot of friends, and one of his friends is... Uh, Lost his life here uh, earlier t- t- today. So if you want to go ahead and talk about that, Combs, I'll be take take over. Yeah, absolutely. So Drew uh, Drew hit me up a couple weeks ago about a uh, a little boy who's battling a uh, a generative bone disease, and uh, we I had asked him. I said, Hey, would you mind having you know the mom and dad come on for an interview, and we'll you know we'll try to raise some money for for awareness. And uh, he said, yeah, no, no problem. And then he messaged me back. He's like, hey, you know, they can't make it. Um, her her father uh, caught, which I don't even know if I can say this word anymore or anything. So he, he caught that thing that everybody's battling and the reason why we have to wear a mask. And he's in the hospital, so she, she can't come on. I said, no problem. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll figure this thing out and we'll get it going. Um, well, then he hit me up today and or yesterday, actually. And said that they had decided uh, because of, you know, how sick he was and how far gone he was that uh, they were going to pull the plug. So um, there is a uh, GoFundMe account for it. Uh, it is uh, the the Lynn Williams final expenses. Uh, so if you're on GoFundMe and you feel like donating some money, I know all of our people out there in, in Man Hour Nation land on the comments, in the chat, uh, I know you guys, you know, you guys are like family you talk every night we argue we talk sports we joke around um but i always feel like when somebody is in need and when somebody is going through something like this i I like to help in any way that i can so even if you can't donate there is a share button um on the link so if you can just share it and maybe people who can donate would be great um on that link it says uh, as many people may already know lynn williams our beloved husband father and poppy has been uh fighting uh the the 19 for some time now uh friday september 17th he went into cardiac arrest and his heart stopped for six minutes while we were fortunate and they were able to bring him back to us his medical care team has come to us and let us know he is at the point of suffering his body is simply worn out and sadly he will not be getting any better we have sat and talked it through and together with Lindsay, we have decided that on tuesday we will be setting him free of his earthly pain Lynn has been out of work due to illness and does not have life insurance. We are asking for any donations to help us with his final expenses. I got the um, the message right before the show uh, that he had passed. Um, and so, you know, our, our condolences go out to the Williams family um, and, and to all of his friends and stuff that are going to be going through the grieving process and, and all the stuff that they're going to be dealing with over the next couple of weeks and you know for the family a lot longer than that dealing with his loss so if you can feel free to go ahead and and donate now um or whenever you get a chance and if you can't donate like i said just click the share button that's on the link um i believe we have the link is shared in the in the page itself um so 
feel free to just click on it go take a look at it um donate or share if you can and uh our our, our sincerest condolences to the williams family And just like Combs said, the link is in the bio here at youtube.com forward slash man hour. So definitely click on that link and at least share that on your guys' Twitter and Facebook and where, wherever else you are active on the old social media. So uh, we have to kind of keep in the somber mood here, but in a sports way here, the co-founder of the Raiders Black Hole fan has, has died. Uh, so, Tori, I'm going to kick it to you first here because you are a... Packers fan and you know all about loyal fans and the best fan bases in America but was the black hole the most iconic and do the Raiders have the best fan base mm. out there fan base wise I say they are the most most iconic absolutely the out there-ness the outfits everything that would go on in the black hole they would if the weirder it got the more comfortable they were and that is the way it will always be with the black hole crowd. And the thing is, is, it was, it's like anything else. Like you go to the game, you want to watch a game, but you're still watching the black hole. What's the black hole doing right now? <laughs> right. You know, for me, it's like, it's like going to a Badger game and watching the student section. Like that, they're half the reason to go to a Badger game is to watch the student section. They have the reason to go to a Raider game. It'd be watch what's going on in the black hole. You know, I would say absolutely. They are the most iconic as far as most diehard. I'm not even going to say my own Green Bay Packers fans are because there's one NFL team that has beat the Green Bay Packers in consecutive sellouts, and that's the Denver Broncos. Yeah, so I did not know that about the Denver Bron 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 Broncos. So that's a fun fact there. So, Combs, I mean, you are a Chicago Bears guy. You are a Cubs guy. And I, I actually listened to a very interesting podcast on the way home. Uh, the I believe it was called the – like the – like the night the light struck in Chicago or something like something like that. Like, but I, like whatever. That's besides the point. Are the Raiders the most loyal fan base out there? Man, like like Tori said, I, th I think they're the the most fun to watch. I mean, <laughs> you 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 can catch YouTube videos of them all day long. Uh, they they are they're fun to watch. They're crazy. They are passionate about their their Raiders. I think that goes through with a lot of NFL teams though. Like there's, there's a lot of NFL teams that have some very devoted fans, like the, the dog pound in Cleveland. Yep. I mean, they've been through some really bad years, man. And, and they still, they still come every single game. The Detroit lions, the Detroit Lions. I saw a thing earlier on, on Facebook. I saw this thing where it went to most wins in the last 30 playoff wins in the last 30 years, Detroit lions, zero. <laughs> the, and, and it, like it had a list of every, which by the way, the Patriots have have thirty playoff wins in the last thirty years, or twenty years maybe. And the the next closest team to them is the Baltimore Ravens with sixteen. Wow, that's insane. But no, I think I think a lot of passionate fan bases are out there. It's really hard to tell the rest. I mean, I'm not surprised that the Denver Broncos have the most sellouts. I mean, what else is there to do in Denver, Colorado? Um, but I Smoke mean, dope. you know, that's that's Ski. what you do. Yeah, I mean, you could, yeah, sure. You Look go for a dog skiing, but I mean, hunter. that's that's fun till you get to the bottom of the mountain in three seconds and have to go all the way back up and do it again. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that the Broncos sell out a lot. They they do have a passionate fan base. So I, you know, I I, I kid, I joke around because I know sometimes uh, 
my coworker Liz is listening to the show and she's a big Denver Broncos fan. So I always got to yeah. give her grief. Um, but the, they've got a passionate fan base. The chiefs have a very passionate fan base. I mean, the chief state that stadium is so loud. The Seattle, the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to pick a, in the NFL, it's hard for me to pick a best fans. I haven't been to a ton of NFL games. You know, I could tell you best fans and I could rank them, you know, one through 30 in, in MLB. I can't do that in NFL. I, I think that the the Raiders, though, I mean, they're they're crazy passionate about that black hole is insane. Yeah, I, I can tell you tell you some fans that are not loyal at all. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Miami Dolphins, Arizona Cardinal fans, Dallas Cowboys fans. Let's be honest, the that they're only a big Dallas Cowboys fans Cardinal away. Fans are Cardinal fans are always filling that place. You can always say Cardinal fans are pretty good. When Green Bay when Green Bay plays there, we always joke that it's yeah. Lambeau Field Southwest. Yeah, well, that's like the Cubs in in Milwaukee. I mean, it's a it's a destination spot, especially in the winter time. Who the hell wants to be in Green Bay in the winter? No, you right. go down to Arizona. Like, who the hell wants to be in nice. Chicago when you come to Milwaukee? Who wants to be in Chicago? Period. So, so as far as the most loyal fan base it has to be the Raiders they moved like eight times in 10 years so I mean they went from Oakland to LA back to Oakland to to San Francisco to Northern Colorado they've been everywhere hell there was rumors that they were going to go to Mexico too but yet those fans are always there now I don't know if there's a black hole in Vegas I didn't get a chance to really look at the fan section on that Monday night game so guys correct me if I'm wrong yeah so 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 mean Those guys are what is like a four hour drive from from Oakland to Vegas. So those guys are yeah. traveling to Vegas. And that has to be loyal there. I mean, like, let's say let's say those passionate fans in Chicago and you move to um, what's the let's say Champaign, Illinois. Are they traveling two hours to Champaign, Combs? Bears fans, yeah, yeah, they're about to have to. The Bears just put in a, a bid on a on a, a stadium out here, and it's about uh, probably about a good forty five minutes to an hour and a half away, depending on traffic. Um, but it's still considered a it, suburb of Chicago, isn't it? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, that's because everything around here is a suburb of Chicago. Chicago <laughs> right. is huge. Illinois, Chicago's the state of Illinois is a suburb. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, it's crazy. So as far as the most loyal fans, I got to give it to the Raiders 100% because, because just like I said, you know, they moved. What at least four times, right, in twenty years or something like that? Has it yeah. been? Has it been more than I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, 
to me, I think the Raiders are the most loyal. So speaking yeah. of loyal here, the Giants head coach has been loyal to Mr. Kenny Galladay himself. So if you guys missed it, Kenny Galladay had a huge outburst on the sidelines that was aimed at Jason Garrett, not the quarterback Daniel Jones, like many people speculated uh, that was that, that was happening there. However, the head coach of the Giants says that there is no issue with this whatsoever. So, Combs, do we see a problem with this outburst on the sidelines by Kenny Galladay? Sorry, I got caught off guard. They had a uh, UFC fighter. Um, God, uh, why is his name going to escape me now? The Irishman. What the? Conor, Conor McGregor? Conor McGregor. Thank you. Oh, my God. They Conor McGregor throwing out the first pitch at Wrigley. The thing ended up like three rows into the stands behind the dugout. It was, it was maybe the word you remember 50 cents throw that was a strike compared to this one <laughs> that was that was a strike anyway um no look kenny galladay do i have a problem with him blowing up no i don't i don't have a, look it's it's a passionate game that's why i don't like the the whatever it is the the penalty that they're giving up for for guys who are you know, taunting and doing all that. I, I don't like that call. But I'm okay with, with guys being passionate. What I'm not okay with is a guy blowing up at his coach, going off on his coach, admitting that he's going off on his coach. And then the head coach, who's supposed to be on the coaching staff with you, is like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Why? What do you mean you're cool with that? You're cool with him just, I mean, so what you're essentially telling the team is, hey, you guys want to take out your frustrations on Garrett? Go for it. Got no problem with it. Tori, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I mean like, it kind of seems like maybe the head coach doesn't have respect for Jason Garrett, maybe? You're like, what are your thoughts? He is the judge. Get it? Because his name's Joe Judge. Yeah. Judge, jury, executioner, or whatever, right? God, right. Dude, you're not even a dad, and you have bad dad jokes. I mean, I, th I thought it was pretty good. I, I thought it was good too, and and, and <laughs> the fact that J the fact that Jason Garrett's just a ginger. So I mean, it's okay. You can. It's not really yelling at anybody if you're yelling at a ginger. Gingers aren't people. You don't have souls. So basically, Tori has no thoughts on that. Is what we're coming down to. No, I just don't <laughs> like. I hate. I hate Jason Garrett. Like I don't like Jason Garrett at all. <laughs> And so I'm like, I'm okay with Jason Garrett getting blown up at on the sidelines. However, I'm playing, but I, I, on a coach. I agree. I agree with that. You can't, you can't allow that. You, you start to lose your locker room at that point when they feel that it's okay to, you know, start going after coaches. If the head coach doesn't step in, you are going to lose that locker room really quick. And Galladay's got to remember, you're the new guy there. You signed it. You chose, you chose to sign there. It's not like you were traded there. You said, Ooh, drop the bank, Brinks Trump off at the bank because I'm making bank now, and you chose to sign there. You knew what you were getting into, if I would hope, before you went there and go, huh, is this a good decision for my career or not? Like, so I am not okay with him blowing up at the coach, any coach on the sidelines. So I'm kind of torn about this one way or the other. Just because one, like anytime you see a player blow up, it is usually because their passion is coming out for the sport, or you know, and they're caring about what they're doing and what they're saying and, and like all of that stuff. Now, how now? However, 
I don't see Jason Garrett as a very con- like a confrontational person whatsoever. So I'm sure Jason Garrett just took it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, you're doing good, right? And he's clapping away. But on the flip side of that, the fact that Joe Judge did not. Now we don't know what happened in the locker room. There, 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 there could have been a big fine happen, right? Like you know, Kenny Galladay could have been fined twenty thousand dollars for the verbal of abuse on a coach or something to that effect. So we don't know what happened in the locker room after after the game or behind closed doors, film study, etc. Right. So now for for you guys to kind of throw Joe Joe Judge under the bus there, like about not having Jason Garrett's back, I kind of have to take a step back, and, and, and I almost guarantee you Joe Judge had Jason Garrett's back just because, you know, usually you handle that kind of stuff not out in the public's eye. You handle it behind closed doors. And so I, I think it was handled behind closed doors on that you aspect. You can't handle that in the public and say there's no issue here, that I have no issue. If, there, if there's a problem there... And everybody saw the outburst, so it's not like right. you're trying to hide something that didn't. It's not like you're if somebody heard something going on in the locker room and they were trying to figure out what happened. We all know what happened. We all saw what he did. So to say, no, I have no problem with that. I, I, I don't care if you're trying to hide that behind goals. That he did not do anything to Kenny Galladay. Maybe he meant there was no Kenny Galladay. There was no issue by it because it's already been handled behind closed doors. So there's no reason to be continuing to talk about it. Maybe that's what he meant. I just think there's no respect for Jason Garrett, and I think that that's a problem for Jason Garrett moving forward. Tori, do you think I that? really do? No respect for Jason. I don't have any respect for him. Well. <laughs> how many? Da- hey, hey, Tori, how many days have you coached in the NFL? Seven. That's actually that's still I've coached, way less than Jason I, Garrett. I've coached. <laughs> way, I've actually coached way more than that, man. Like my Madden franchises were unstoppable. Said in the NFL, not on the PlayStation. Jesus, hey, that's the NFL, isn't it? Speaking of NFL, destroy you at Madden. Speaking of NFL coaches, twenty years. Apparently, Cindy's cousin knows the offensive coach at Green Bay. We might get him on the show. So just who, which one? I have to get the name from you. I don't know the name. How the hell can how the hell can her cousin do it? But we we got a part owner on staff, and he can't even get us any interview. Like, what kind of freaking owner are you? Just I respect. I respect. Player. I respect my players and coaches' privacy. Okay. So speaking yeah. of re- respecting sure players and players and coaches here, Kyler Murray has come out and said he is very frustrated with the team's ugly pet penalties they have taken the first two weeks of the season. However, they are still two and zero to start the season, and they look fairly decent. So, Mister Tory Anderson, is this a good thing or bad thing that Kyler Murray is frustrated with the stupid penalty that's going on in Car- or in uh, Arizona? What stupid penalties? <laughs> like that's what I don't get. There's a lot so, of they're they're they got called. I believe uh, they had 15 or 16 penalties in week two. Yeah, and against against the Vikings, but the, the rest of them were offsides. Yeah, the refs were the refs were pretty flake happy that entire game both ways though. Like yeah. I I get it I get it if it's one way like yeah okay but that game there was flags all over the place in that game and there was there was a ton of offside penalties in that game like it seemed like every third down like oh it's third and four and oh offsides it just felt like that the whole game and I don't know it, for me it's just cleaning up the minor little mental mistakes that you made then it's not like 
you know, major penalties or stupid penalties. It's just stuff that you're cleaning up at that point. You're still 2-0. You're probably one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, you know, to quote Brian Gutekunst to, to Aaron Rodgers, just shut up and do your job. <laughs> oh, so, so Combs, Tory is telling Kyler Murray to shut up and pass the ball what it comes to, down to. But are you okay with Kyler Murray being frustrated about these bad calls? I mean, I love how when I when I had a, a take, Tory's answer was was how many games have you played in the NFL? And now it's now it's oh that that guy I have no respect for him. Oh, that guy shut up and do his job. Hey, this you guy. dropped something. It's your testicles pick him up. I was gonna make a joke, but that would have been rude. <laughs> you had cancer, and that's not nice. <laughs> uh, uh, come on, anyway, how many how so... many times a day do I say to you guys, I'm, "You guys make me really glad I had cancer." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just look. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think that um, you know his frustration is legit. I you know it's the same frustration that that I've spoken about. Like I said, with the Bears, and same thing that worries me about the Packers. You can you can win. You could be fine and dandy. Well, look at the Steelers last year, twelve and zero. They were winning, but we all saw it. We we're like, yeah, great, you're winning, but you're you're not playing very well, and you're beating a bunch of crappy teams. Okay, and I'm not saying that's what happened in here with the Arizona Cardinals, but you can be two and zero and still be making a lot of dumb mistakes and just kind of getting by, and that's what they did against Minnesota. If Minnesota makes that kick at the end of the game, they're one and one, and so. I think his frustration is legit. They are still 2-0. They are still a very talented team in a very talented division. They do need to clean up those mistakes because those mistakes against teams like the Los Angeles Rams, like against the Seattle Seahawks, against the San Francisco 49ers, those are the types of mistakes. Those are the types of dumb plays that are going to cost you a division in the long run because one game is going to decide this division. And that could be one game between three teams, but that's what's going to decide this division. And it, you don't want to be that guy who's like, you know what? It was it was fourth and one from the thirty-five, and we were going to go for it, and I jumped off sides, took us out of field goal range, we lost the game, and now we lost the division. Yeah, those dumb penalties can absolutely cost you. I, I I'm fine with him being frustrated with that. I'm I actually like. The fact that he's coming out and being a leader and saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, great. We're 2-0. But that doesn't mean anything right now. We, we've got a lot of stuff to clean up. We always say, no matter how good you are, you've got room to improve, right? Yeah, which is 100% correct. So, Combs, let me ask you this cool question here. Tori said he just needs to shut up and play. But then you said you are happy about Kyler, you know, making this known like, hey, I'm not happy like about this play. Is is Kyler Murray the person to address this penalty issue, though, or or is that fall on the coaching staff? No, it, it's got it can come from players too. I mean, that's why you have player only only meetings. Um, Kyler Murray's coming off the, the best game of his career statistically. I mean, so he he's playing really well. Right. So if he's still out there and he's still geared up and he's still watching instead of sitting on the bench while he's you know off the field he's up there he's watching the defense he's watching how they're performing he, he's engaged in the game 
and he's telling him, hey, look, we still got things we can clean up. That's leadership to me. I'm, it's absolutely leadership to me. And the coaching staff, yes, it's their job to, to coach these guys up, to help them clear these mistakes. But I would absolutely love to have a guy like that on me instead of a guy that sits there and tells me to R-E-L-A-X. Tori, is this a is this a coaching issue with the whole penalty thing? I mean, it's cleaning up the coaching issues, tell getting the coaches to tell them guys to line up in the right spot. You know, is it completely on the coaches? No, but it's the coach's job to fix those issues, not Kyler Murray's. All righty. So you guys heard it here first. Uh, it is the coaching issue and not a uh, not a uh, Kyler Mercy, M- Murray er- er- issue, I should should should, should say. Uh, speaking of issues, why the- is it why wait why is it what Tory said? Why why is that what you guys heard? He had one freaking sentence, gave you no freaking ammo behind it. I came out here with a whole freaking like two minute rant about yeah. why it's a good thing. He says, "Well," and you're like, "Yep, yeah, you heard it here first, Tory. Tory's." Yeah. Short, concise, and you, to you the point. You go to one Packers game, and now all of a sudden, you two are like brothers. Hey, go Pack, go! I mean, I did see oh him and his. I did oh see my, him and Cindy I hope you coming. Choke on that drink. <laughs> I did see him and Cindy coming from like two blocks away because I saw all the cars passing them. I'm like, that's got to be them coming. Yeah, that has to be. And yeah. then, and then I saw the car go by, and I saw the Indiana plates. I'm like, yep, <laughs> that is that. I'm like tourists driving slow. <laughs> So, speaking of tourists and driving slow, the Indianapolis Colts have now lost their starting quarterback for, quote, several weeks. Uh, Carson Wentz sprained two ankles on one play on Sunday. So, Tori, can we legitimately question the quarterback depth in Indianapolis right now? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, we could have questioned that before the season. Although it's going to be Jacob Easton's time to shine this time next year. We're going to be like, man, I can't believe we thought Jacob Easton was. A, I'm just kidding. I don't know. They're, they are they are pretty much without a paddle right now, uh, if you ask me. They have a great offensive line. They have a good defense. I don't know what Jacob Easton can do. They've Granted, they've had a brutal start to the season. I had them starting the season knowing to the way it was. Uh, I think they may bounce back. They're gonna, they'll have the week to adjust to Jacob Easton's game. It's not like they don't know what they don't have in him, because you know he was there last year. So they're gonna, they'll adjust the game plan. We'll see what happens on Sunday. To um, if Jacob Easton's got the got the the speed of the game down to to keep them afloat until 
Carson Wentz can come back for another half and then get hurt. Well, on the bright side, uh, Jacob Eason has had a year to sit and learn the NFL game and learn from a veteran, as in Phillip Rivers, much what like Justin Fields should do, Combs. But should the Colts be questioning their quarterback depth? Should they go out and get a Nick Foles or somebody to the to that effect? Deshaun. Does it matter what I say? Because we already heard what Tori had to say. So is it that what what matters here on the show? It does matter. What are your thoughts? So I think that it's time for them to go and make a trade that they probably should have made a long time ago. Whether that I don't know if Houston's willing to let Deshaun Watson go. I really don't. The fact that what they're doing with starting Davis, I just don't know that they're willing to let him go. The trade that I'm talking about is right down the road in Chicago. And that's to go get Nick Foles. And right now, to be honest with you, they could probably make a play at Andy Dalton if they wanted to, because I don't think he's getting back in the saddle for the Chicago bears. So I, I think they're going to make a trade. I think it's going to be with Chicago and it's going to be for, for either Dalton or Foles, most likely Foles. And they'll get a guy who already knows the system who's already played with the coaching staff and who won a Super Bowl with them. So, and, and who's a, a pretty decent backup and has shown that when he's, you know, got a chip on his shoulder as a backup, he could perform well. It's just when he becomes a starter that he doesn't perform well. And with, with Carson Wentz, you could let Carson Wentz start all day long by the third quarter, he's going to get hurt. So then you could just have Nick Foles come in and, and play mop up duty. Yeah. Uh, a hundred percent agree with that. One hundred percent. So, Tori, let me ask you this question: If if you are a Indianapolis Colts GM, owner, president, head coach, how soon do you pull the trigger on getting a quarterback like Nick Foles? Does it have to be now, or can you wait? Two weeks. Two weeks. Does, you're going to give Jacob Eason basically a two week tryout. See what you have, and then it's going to be time to maybe hit the panic button because the trade deadline's what? Like it's like the it's like the third week of October or whatever in the NFL. But there again, like we've talked about before, it's hard to get a quarterback and install them into your system unless it is a quarterback like and I will agree with Brandon, like Nick Foles that has played that system, knows that system. It's just a change in verbiage for him. And that's about it. Where he can you can get him ready to you can get him ready to roll within a week on on the basic playbook. And in about two, three weeks he'll have it down. And you're running your full offense again. So trade is, deadline is November second this year, by the way. No, ooh, so so is the only trade out there possible, or the only pickup for the Indianapolis Colts possible? Is it Nick Foles? Is that the only thing that they'll consider that you guys think? Who else? I think it's the most obvious. There? I think. It, I mean, there's a Sean Watson, but I, I they're think still the most asking obvious too much. Trade is is Nick there's Foles? You Cam don't have Newton. to give up a ton, and you got a guy who already knows the system. Yeah, it makes the most sense. You're yeah. gonna go. You're gonna go for somebody that can fit seamlessly into your system. Yep. I mean, so why would why wouldn't you? So Combs, me, Nick Foles obviously makes sense there. So let's say Nick Foles does go to Indianapolis and Carson Wentz eventually comes back. Let's say week eight or like or so. Do we have some type of quarterback controversy brewing in Indianapolis? Like just like we saw, just like in Eagles, and then we now we see the Colts franchise just like the Eagles franchise don't know which direction they're going no because i think it's i think that with nick Foles, unless he's playing out of his mind and all of a sudden they find themselves week eight six and two after acquiring nick Foles, 
which means that they're six and zero at that point. It's it's you know I, I think you bring Carson Wentz back. He's your starter. That's what you you paid for him. And if he gets hurt again, you you've got your insurance policy and Nick Foles. And I think that that at this stage of his career, Nick Foles knows where his place is, and that's where his place is on any team right now. So, Tori, did. Do you not have any faith in Sam Ellinger? I do not have any faith in Sam Ellinger. Hmm. I would have more faith if they brought Vince Young in. That'd be a good pickup, though. I like Vince Young. All right, guys, we are up against the next break here on the Man Hour. And right after the break, guys, we got the infamous, infamous game of Guess Who. But before we get too carried away, undefeated, you, you need to go to SkullCandy.com and use promo code MANHOURRADIO, and they'll match up to 50, 50% on your purchase over there on select items at skullcandy.com earphones and they'll change the way you listen to music forever we'll be right back guys here on the man hour undefeated
And welcome back to the Mad Hour, guys. Michael Buckhouse with Brandon Combs and Tori Anderson tonight. Like I said, this brought this uh, part of Mad Hour is brought to you by SkullCandy.com. Uh, discover life at full volume with headphones, earbuds, and speakers and more. Skull Candy is your one-stop shop for new music, culture, and audio built in. Hashtag stay loud. That's SkullCandy.com and use promo code MANHOURRADIO and you get up to 50% off on select purchases over at SkullCandy.com. So let's go ahead and welcome the boys back onto the show. You can find Combs at ManHour underscore Combs, Tori at ManHour underscore Tori. You can find me at ManHour underscore Buck as well. All on the old Twitter machine. But guys, it is that special time of night where we play the infamous game of Guess Who. So I am thinking of three players and you guys, it is the best two out of three and uh, Combs has not lost to Guess Who this year. Uh, versus Tori. So with that being said, Combs, you will get the inaugural question of the night. Is it a quarterback? It is not a quarterback, good sir. Is it Aaron Jones? No. <laughs> Do they play in the NFL? No. Ooh. Is it a cheesehead? Do they play in the NBA? No. Do they play in the National League West? No. Do they play in the American League? Yes. Do Strategy of ruin there, I see. Do they play for the Yankees? Do they play for the Red Sox? No. Is it Vlad Jr.? <laughs> it is Vladimir Jr. Jeez, Tori. Tori with the answer of Vlad Jr. tonight. So, Tori, Vlad Jr. has 46 home runs, and Salvi has 45 home runs, and, and Otani at last checked had 44 home runs. Who wins the home run race this year? Mm, what do we got? About 15 games to play? Uh, at this point, flip a coin. Who gets hot now? But Vlad's had the hottest bat as of late, so I'm going to go with Vlad. All right, so it, Combs, Tori's going with Vlad. Who are you going with the home run crown? I'm going with Vlad, too. He's playing more important games right now. He's going to be more in tune to it. Um, and so I, and they're not going to take any time off heading now between now and then because they're going to be fighting all the way to the final day of uh, uh, for the wild card. So... I'm going to go with Vlad Jr. as well. So uh, let me ask you this. So as a baseball standpoint, with these young, quote, young stars, I mean, obviously Salvi's been in the league for like 10 years. I think it is maybe like like a, like 11. Shouldn't we be, be marking this home run race a little bit more than what, than what they are? I don't even want to talk about it. I, I mean, <laughs> uh, baseball is just – they're horrible. I don't, I don't know what I got to do, Major League Baseball, to get a job – to help you guys bring this game that I love so damn much back to where it belongs. But you guys are awful. You guys, like, I, I'm talking like bad. I don't know about WWE writer bad because the WWE writers are costing WWE everything. Yeah, they're going down quick. The, the, I, you guys are so bad at marketing your game. It's unbelievable. Tory, should they We've be marking this? The Tampa Bay Rays right now and the Toronto Blue Jays going on in Tampa Bay. Toronto's fighting for a playoff spot. Tampa Bay's leading the division. They're they're uh, 
magic number, I believe, is down to like four or five. And they've got like one third of the crowd is is there tonight. Tampa it's Bay sad. always has Tampa Bay's always a horrible draw until yeah, the playoffs. The and then they the give play- away their tickets for free. Right. For whatever reason, they cannot draw fans at all there. I, I think it's Florida in general. Florida in general can't draw fans just because, like, like, yeah. kinda, like, I heard stories of like the Heat fans would would show up like two minutes into like into the game, and they had yeah. Bosch and Wade and like James there. I mean, it's the same but thing with Dodgers fans in LA. They show up yeah. in the third inning and they're gone but by look the at, seventh. Yeah, look at but look at your market. You're talking about a market of LA and a market of Miami. There is so much other stuff to do in those two Agreed. cities that, and Jim Rome said it once and he said it best. I think there is so much other stuff to do in those cities that they don't care unless you are winning. If you are winning, they will be there for the playoffs. But until then they could care less. There's other stuff to do around there. You know what? I got a perfect idea for shop shop talk coming up, but Tori, you do get the first point of guess who tonight though. So you get the next one. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do they play basketball? They do not. Is it Ben Roethlisberger? Nope. I don't allow child predators on my station. Ooh. <laughs> wow. We just eliminated like half the NFL, probably. Right. <laughs> At least three quarters. <laughs> Is it Aaron Jones? No. Do they play football? Yes. Is it Rob Gronkowski? No. Do they play in the AFC? Yes. Is it Zach Wilson is trash? No. Uh, is it Jarvis Landry? It is not. Do they play for the Chiefs? No. Is it Tyrod Taylor? It is not. Yeah, I say Buck likes to like Buck likes to throw injured players in there. I know. I picked two of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, is it Derek Carr? No. Is it Davis Mills? It is not. Is it Deshaun Watson? Because he hasn't played yet this year. It is not. (laughs) Is it Chubb? Nope, but I got one. Is it (laughs) Mac Jones? No. Hmm. We already determined that they play in the AFC, correct? We just didn't determine where? Yes. (sighs) Ah. 
Is it Lamar Jackson? It is not. Trash. Is it two? Is it Tua? It is Tua. Good job, Tori. Two and oh tonight. The first win ever. So I'm bringing up Tua because he got he was one of the big injuries of week two along with Carson Wentz and half Trying of the to other quarterbacks the IR. in the <laughs> in the NFL. So guys, let me ask you this. Are the Miami Dolphins a playoff team if Tua is not the quarterback in Miami? Tori, gonna kick it to you first since you got the question correct. Mm. I'm gonna Wyatt this potentially no i don't think they are um i don't think they are a playoff team with jacoby in there jacoby granted jacoby came in against a buffalo bills defense that was quite honestly pissed off from the week before that they that they lost to the to the steelers so um i kind of figured that game was going to be a bloodbath and be ugly and that defense had something to prove um i think jacoby can still lead them to maybe eight or nine wins but they're not a playoff team bc are they a playoff team with Tua or or without Tua? I should say. Mm, if they make a trade, or, not not as presently constituted, they're or, not. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. He makes the most sense to Miami, um, and and if he goes there, Tua never plays another game in Miami. That's the other thing. That's the other caveat to that. There's. You're not, you know, you're not sitting Tua behind Watson. Tua's going to be part of that deal. Yeah. He's going to have to suffer in, in Houston. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's the only way they can be competitive. They're not going to be competitive with, they're not going to be competitive, you know, as presently constituted. Who's their backup? It's um, Jacoby Brissett. And they Jacoby got Brissett, Reed, uh, yeah. Reed, uh, Reed Stinnett, so, yeah. Stinnett, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. who has the who has the best upside right now? The Colts with Jacob Eason, the Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett, or the Texans with Davis Mills? I like the Colts with Jacob Eason because I think Jacob Easton is the future in Indy and I and I honestly like him as a quarterback. Wow. I would probably go Jacob Eason too because out of all of those, they're probably the most fit to protect their quarterback. And by protect them, I mean they've got weapons and they've got a solid run game and a very good offensive line, which they do not have. They definitely don't have it in Houston. Miami's okay, but they're not, you know, they, if Miami was that good, two wouldn't have those ribs. That's, do you guys <laughs> so, think that the Colts are the most plug and play? team at the quarterback spot where like you can literally plug any quarterback that's you know top 40 quarterback in the league and they'll be successful there no no i i think you have to have you have to have a viable quarterback i didn't think that they i didn't think they had a viable quarterback in carson wentz i thought that they had a guy that they could make work for a short amount of time guy he always gets hurt six quarters um yeah (laughs) so i you know and hell, he was hurt before the preseason. Like it was, <laughs> so I, you know, I think that they do need, they do need uh, somebody. They need a name. Like I, I really like to me. If they don't go come and get Nick Foles, I think Andy Dalton is probably the obvious answer there. Hmm. I think Andy Dalton can make the Colts a successful team. I think they could at least win that division because that's a very weak division. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that. So we do have one more guest who, even though Tory won. Uh, so, Combs, you get the first question. 
Is it Tori's mom? It is not. She is so hot. Damn. Yeah, she is. She's got it going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tori's mom. I'm so disappointed I lost. That's okay. It's just like the rest of your life now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I am uh, I am Jeez. ruthless tonight. You know, you know I am how, literally ruthless. I think you need to go to bed, Tori. Was, though. <laughs> I don't think you realize how real that statement was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Combs, what's your question? All right. Do they play in the NFL? No. Do they play in the NBA? No. So they're a baseball player. Or hockey. Yeah, right. Do they play in the NHL? No. Okay. <laughs> Is it Max Scherzer? No. Do they play in the National League? Yes. All right. Who's all, who's all hurting you? Is it Ronald Acuna Jr.? Uh, no. I can't say that name. You guys know that. <laughs> what was the hockey name you were trying uh, to say? Are they a pitcher? No. Hmm. Not a pitcher. Are they an infielder? Yes. Is it Fernando Tatis Jr.? No. Is it Manny Machado? No. I'm trying to think of headlines. That's the only thing Buck yeah. knows about baseball. I was going to say because Tatis and Machado were just on it. Just I'm actually surprised he knew the difference between an infielder and outfielder, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, uh, watch this. Is it Mookie Betts? No. <laughs> You're trying <laughs> you to trip saw, You saw what I did there. <laughs> trying to trip him up. <laughs> because I'm going to go with the name that he knows how to pronounce. Is it Freddie Freeman? No. Do they play in the National League Central? No. So do they play in the National League West? Yes. Are you shocked by that, Tori? Hmm. I'm shocked that you know more than three people in the NL West. <laughs> I know 17. That's what I'm saying. Um, trying to think of players, infielders too, huh? Is it Buster Posey? It is Buster Posey. I was I was thinking it was going to be Buster Posey or Max Muncy. <laughs> so uh, the reason why I bring up Buster Posey is because the San Francisco 49, uh, 49ers, the San Francisco Giants are leading Major League Baseball with 97 wins this year, and they are first in the NL. We are going to talk more Major League Baseball coming up here in the show. But are the Giants going to be the first team to 100 wins this year, Combs? Yeah. And they're going to be the number one seed in the NL. Uh, there, there's no reason to think that these guys are slowing down anytime soon. And not only that, but they having that number one seed is 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 huge for them because that gives you a home field advantage. That gives you a, to play against the wild card team, which is probably going to be another NL West team, and <laughs> that gives you the home field advantage against them. Um, As you say, is that really a blessing <laughs> against the team that's probably yeah, going to win the wild look, card if game? Not, if not, that if not, then you have to go probably up against the Milwaukee Brewers. And I'm telling you right now, look, I I think that the I think that the Milwaukee Brewers are good to go against whoever they play in the NL East. I think the Milwaukee Brewers are not good to go against anybody they play in the NL West. 
Have you seen their record against the NL West this year? I, I have seen their record against the NL West. They're like 24 and 9 or something like that. Yeah, they, they are crazy. It's a ridiculous they are number against and the NL five, West. And 500 against the NL East. However, out of those games, out of those games, they have played more home games against the NL West than they've played road games. And that's why I think having the number one seed is such a huge thing because then they've got to come to you. And we've seen it before, man. West Coast teams coming out of the West Coast, that time difference is something different. They're used to playing at 7 o'clock on the West Coast. They come to play at 7 o'clock Central Time. It's actually 5 o'clock on the West Coast. They go to play on the East Coast. It's actually 4 o'clock on the East Coast, and it's 7 o'clock there. So it it is tougher for West teams to come into another time zone. I don't think that the the Milwaukee Brewers offense is good enough to keep up with either the Giants offense or the Dodgers offense. I really don't. I, I I think that both of those, that's where those teams get it because I know pitching plays in October, but those teams also have the pitching. And at some point you have to score at least one run to win the ball game. And, and I would trust either one of those offenses to score the one run before I trusted the Milwaukee Brewers offense to score the one run. It's going to be fun to watch either way. I'm going to be watching but I just I, I think for the for the San Francisco Giants it's it's absolutely imperative that they get the number one seed. Tori, what are your thoughts on that? Make because your Brewers are sitting at ninety three wins. I mean, they could get hot. Will they be the first? I team mean, the, the, no, the no, the Giants will be. They're at ninety six right now. Yeah, they need four wins or ninety seven. Excuse me. Yeah, well, Brewers only so, need six wins. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, but I pegged them at 97 for the year, so that's what they're going to win is 97. I know. That's great, man. You were spot on with that, man. Yeah. You were spot on. I laughed at you. I didn't think there was any way. I didn't think any team in the NL Central was capable of winning 90 games, yeah, period. You and Hoffman and I was right for the most part with the exception of of the Brewers. They're the <laughs> only team that's going to win 90 games in that division. Yeah. But I I was, look, man, kudos to you on, on, on that pick preseason. Well, I, I, but I, I called it. I said pitching, and they're going to struggle with the bats. Like, from the get-go, I called it. Hey, speaking of picks, we've got a wheel of death to spin. Yeah, and uh, Buck, Buck lost the week. Yeah, we'll do it during. Shop I, I I like how we've kind of just like skipped over that. You know what I mean? We'll like, uh, it, it's funny shop that he's talk. trying to just not even bring it up. Because I guarantee you, if we, either you or I had lost, we would have promoted the Wheel of Death all night long. It would have led the show, and we probably would have had to spin it like two or three times. That's not true. Is it bad? Buck like lost. I look, I look forward to it. I'm like. 
bring this. <laughs> Man, like I need some more syrup in my life. <laughs> All right, guys, we are we are up against the you next might break. Be about to get it on the other side of the, of the break, guys. We are going to be talking some more major league baseball and of course it's the playoffs that are heating up we are going to talk about that quarterback controversy in houston as like as well and some nba and, and nhl as well of course un, unvaccinated players are they allowed to play or not on all that much more coming up guys on the men hour we'll be right back Welcome back to the Man Hour, guys. Michael Bacasso and Brandon Combs and Tori Anderson tonight. We've had a great show tonight. If you guys miss any part of the show whatsoever, you can go to youtube.com forward slash man hour and hit that subscribe button. We upload the clips each and every day over there at youtube.com forward slash man hour at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. every Sunday through Sunday, seven days a week, 365 days a year. We're getting five to six clips uploaded every day over there. So let's welcome everybody back on to the screen here. And guys, Tori with the big old yawn there. It is getting late up there in old Wisconsin. It is eight o'clock, so Tori's way past his bedtime. So we gotta. Where's my he, he missed his pudding. My where's my centrum silver? <laughs> 
Uh, all right, guys. So let's go ahead and jump into some sports headlines here. Uh, one of the biggest head headlines from NFL Week 2 was the injury bug that bit a lot of players, a lot of quarterbacks per se. And one of those quarterbacks was Tyrod Taylor. So Ty Tyrod Taylor is out for the Houston Texans. And now Davis Mills is a guy. And, of course, Deshaun Watson is still not active. So Mr. Tory Anderson... Do the Texans trade Deshaun Watson? I think the Texans do want to trade Deshaun Watson, but what they're asking for him, nobody wants to give them. They're still asking for like three first round picks, a second, and like three or four players. Who's going to give up basically? And like they want starters. So who's going to basically give up a quarter of your starters on your team to go you know, to, to Houston. Ain't no, there ain't nobody going to do that. So what's so Combs, what Tori is saying is that ain't nobody, ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time, ain't nobody for, got that. time for that. So should, well, does Houston trade Deshaun Watson and should they trade Deshaun Watson? For all the reasons that Tori just said, I don't think they want to trade Deshaun Watson. That's why they're not coming down on their price. They don't want to move them. They don't like the way that he handled things. They think that, you know, he was was trying to skip town on them and all this. And he was for good reason. But that's what this ownership is about. This ownership is about, for whatever reason, this ownership is about making sure their players are unhappy. And that's what they're doing. I don't think that they want to trade him. I don't think they will. If they do, it will be the Miami Dolphins with their 910 first-round picks over the next three years that they have. Right. It will be the Miami Dolphins because they'll have the most to give and they'll pay that price tag. So, uh, you know, I I just I don't think that the Texans want to. So let me ask this obvious question here because obviously Deshaun Watson is the best quarterback on that roster, hands down. Yeah. No no questions asked whatsoever whatsoever. And the asking price for Deshaun Watson, what like just like what Toy Toy said, was three first round picks, a couple second round picks, and some. And some valuable players as well. So, are the Houston Texans and Texans purposely tanking this season, despite them winning Week One? That's just a hashtag there, or a asterisk, or whatever you want to call it. Are they purposely tanking the 2021 season to get a first overall pick? So, when they do get those three draft picks, they they basically have four first round picks. And they could basically flip the whole team around. Combs, are they tanking? No, they're not tanking. They are making Deshaun Watson pay for wanting to get out of town. Like I just said, they're not, you know, so I guess in a sense, maybe they are tanking. Um, but even with Deshaun Watson, we saw it last year, they were a three win or four win team. It's not. You know, as great as Deshaun Watson is, they just have nothing there. There's there's nothing there. There's no defense. There's no weapons on offense. There's there is nothing there. And it's 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 hard to watch sometimes. And I feel for Deshaun Watson. I really think that Deshaun Watson deserves to go to an organization that will allow him to be the winning quarterback that he should be in this league. So you know, I do I think they're tanking I think it's more about making Deshaun Watson suffer than it is about tanking the season. They're willing to tank the season, 
to make Deshaun Watson suffer. So, Combs, let me ask you this 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 question because Deshaun Watson is still getting paid. Is he really suffering by saving his body for next year, a adding longevity onto his career and still making a hundred a hundred million? Yeah, bucks? because he's a competitor. He wants to win. I, I mean, know, he wants he he wants to win. He wants to play. He wants to be on the field. He wants to he wants to win a Super Bowl. And and I believe he could win a Super Bowl if he went to a, an organization that wanted to win. And that's clearly not the Houston Texans. Well, I don't think it's clearly Miami either with having two as their quarterback. So Tory. <laughs> Are the Houston Texans taking 2021? I mean, but who are you tanking for? There's not like it's a gen- it's, it's not like there's a Trevor Spencer Lawrence. Spencer Rattler. Okay. Is not <laughs> is is not Trevor Lawrence and you drafted Davis Mills in the second round. So you're not tanking for a quarterback. Who are you tanking for? First overall pick for extra picks so you can move down. And you get know who they're taking for. They're going to take a running back with the number one overall pick. <laughs> that's what. That's what. No, they, they are going to. They are, they are going to sign David Johnson to a four year, $48 million extension. <laughs> that's what they'll do. So that, my big thing is the only reason that they would have to tank for that number one overall pick is to, like just Buck said to try to flip it. But if there's no generational talent or there's nobody that everybody's like, oh, my God, I want to get up. And what do you do then? You're, you're, you're stuck with that first overall pick and chances are they'll botch it. Well, so I feel like the first round pick is always a very valuable pick for some person out there. So let's say, example, the Jets, you know, they're a 10th or 11th pick this season somehow, some way. And the Houston Texans have that first overall pick, you know, and the Jets want a offensive tackle because, uh, uh, Micaiah Peckham had season-ending knee surgery, and, and they want to add depth there. I mean, I could definitely see somebody like the Jets or the Chicago Bears moving up into a spick to to add depth to the offensive line. You know, uh, j- j- just because you know the Bears need depth at offensive line, Jets need depth at offensive line. So why not try to move up in that first pick? I don't know. But speaking of yeah, moving I, up, what? Oh. I, I don't know. I, you left it open. I thought maybe you wanted a response. Oh, that's fine. I don't, <laughs> oh. I don't want to respond to you anyway. With all that Brandon, Brandon, okay, let's, let's stop quick. Brandon, how does that make you feel? I see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I Look, when you two go to bed tonight and, and cuddle and, and fall asleep on FaceTime talking about the Packers and wave your little Packers flags back and forth to each other while you lay there in your boxers and show each other <laughs> your, you know, you, so, you just, sounds like a whole you, lot of jealousness coming out of his mouth. You guys just just go ahead and have your fun, and and I'll go ahead and keep making this show look like it's actually smart. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. I'm glad you're a part of this show. But <laughs> speaking of tanking and trusting the process, Bill Simmons says he is officially done in Philly. So, Mr. Tory Anderson, let me bring you on screen first here. Where's a good landing spot for Mr. Uh, ben Simmons himself, Mr. No Shot Outside of 10 Foot? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, honestly, if you ask me, the one team that may make a play for him and him switching conferences, the one that makes sense to me is the is the Portland Trailblazers and, and shipping him off to Portland. You may have to give up McCollum, and is it really worth it to give up C.J. McCollum to get Ben Simmons plus like other capital? I, I don't think so, but that's the that's the location. Just the style of ball they play and everything else. He wouldn't have to be the number one guy because Dame's the number one guy. He wouldn't have to. He would not have to overexert himself. He would get to play a ton of defense, and he's good at. He is a good defender, but 
you know, he has time. I think he just, he needs to change his scenery. He needs something to get his confidence back and he needs different coaching. That's it. Hmm. So Combs, I feel like you wanted to bring this up because you know, you are a Chicago guy yourself. Does Ben, where do you think Ben Simmons uh, lands? I, to be honest with you, I would say that the bulls would be a great landing spot for him. I think that, They've done a great job of already bringing in some guys that are our key names. Um, you know, I believe I'm not sure they traded. Um, oh God. Now I'm not going to remember his damn name. Um, they're, they're forward there. Uh, God. Why can't I think of his when, name? White guy. Wendell Carter. No. Oh no. Lori Markinen. Lori Markinen. They traded him. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, man. If you if you go out and you get you get Ben Simmons, and you have to give up the the newly acquired um, Demar Derozan, and you have to give up, you know, a a Kobe White and a draft pick, that's a win, isn't it? And that makes your team really, really stout. If you've got, if you've got guys, if you've got um, Ball, you've got Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, and or I'm sorry, not Derozan because you would trade him. If you got uh, Vucevic, and you've got um, Ben Simmons, I mean, you've got a pretty damn good team in a, in a not so tough Eastern Conference. Toy, what are your thoughts on that? Not so tough. I'm pretty sure you have the world champions in your division. That's 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 what I was thinking. But, but, all right. So and, and that's, that's so a fact. Tough, I mean, you're not the West. You don't have right. Six yeah, okay. really, really that, strong teams. You've got right two, maybe three really got, strong teams. You've got yeah. Outside of you've got Milwaukee. You've got Boston. You've got the, the Brooklyn. You've got um. Don't in the, the in the Sixers. Stop. The Sixers aren't going to be anything though. I bet you the Sixers are better without ben, ben, ben Simmons. They played basically without him. The, yeah, the last part of the season. Right, but I mean, they're I I don't know. I just don't I don't feel like they're they're really they're really strong. I you get Ben Simmons, you've got uh, so you got Seth, you've got Danny Green. So I like I don't know. I mean, outside of Joel Embiid, who plays like a monster. I just don't I don't really feel like you're a powerhouse of a team like the Bulls would be if you have Ben Simmons, if you have um Lonzo Ball running the point and you've got Ben Simmons as your two. Well, I guess at that point you'd probably make Lonzo your two, right? And I said they would trade uh, DeRozan. Mm-hmm. They'd probably put Levine in that trade and not DeRozan. But um you'd probably make Lonzo, you're you're two because Ben Simmons can't shoot. So you let Ben Simmons run the point and and make and, and, and feed the ball and facilitate. I don't know. I I just think I feel like the Bulls is a a, a very good landing spot for for Ben Simmons. Maybe on paper, but in real life, I don't think Simmons is. If if Simmons leaves Philly, he's he's going to be like. Uh, uh, you know where he's going, right? DeAndre Jordan and just like kind of just be he's, floating around. He's the going to the Lakers because that's where everybody's going. No, they're not. 
Absolutely. He, everybody's already there. What do you mean? They don't have any space. They, they don't have no they money. They signed everybody. I, I, I heard that Bugs Bunny and Lola just signed there, too, off of Space Jam. And they are going to be on that roster as well. Okay. So speaking of signing everybody here, the American League playoff race is starting to heat up. There are four teams that are officially eliminated from the playoffs. The Orioles, the Royals, the Twins, and the Rangers. So, Combs, baseball is your bread and butter here. Who is the best team in America, American League right now, and who represents them in the World Series? I really want to say the Chicago White Sox are the best team in the American League. I just feel like Tony La Russa is going to find a way to cost them a game and, and lose, a, lose a series for them. If I had to go with the best team right now in the American League, I'm just going to go with the team right now that really has the best record, and that's the Tampa Bay Rays. I think they played the best ball. I think they they pitched the best out of all of those teams. I think that the the Tampa Bay Rays can compete with anybody in the American League. I think they can compete with anybody in Major League Baseball, including the the Los Angeles Dodgers. We could see a repeat of last year's World Series. And I didn't think that that was possible before the season, especially after they got rid of all the pitching that they did. They've just, they're like the St. Louis Cardinals, aren't they? Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. No matter what team they put on the field, they always seem to freaking win. And they're they're going to win the division. I, they're up by seven and a half games, I believe, on the division. So I just, you know, I, I think that they are the most dangerous team in the American League. So, Tori, you said the – or Tori, you, you heard it. Who is your most dangerous team in the American League? I'm the same, but we've said it from the get-go that Tony LaRusso was going to end up torpedoing the White Sox. And I, I, I think as the season goes on, we're going to see it more and more come to fruition. Um, yeah. But going into the playoffs, I'm, I'm going with the Blue Jays right now. The Blue Jays could make a little bit of noise in the playoffs. The Blue Jays are finally becoming that young team that they that we thought they were going to become. And the, that yeah. we thought they were going to be earlier in the year. This is a team that I think will get into the playoffs and all of a sudden be like, huh, they're pushing some of the big boys around. Yeah. You know? And this is a pitching staff. I mean, we talk a lot about the Dodgers pitching staff. This is a, a sneaky, quiet pitching staff with Robbie Ray. If Ryu comes in healthy before the playoffs uh, start, he right now he's, I believe he's on the IR still. Um, but if he comes off, before the playoffs it gets back in there and gets back to form they got jose barrios and uh manoa as well and their fifth starter is steven matz who's a, a veteran pitcher in the league still a very solid pitcher but he's going to be coming out of the bullpen and that bullpen is dangerous as well so i man i the the toronto blue jays are, are a good pick there i really like the toronto blue jays i would love to see the toronto blue jays pull something crazy off and and, and go on and win the world series that would be a lot of fun to watch because they're a scrappy young team. So so let me ask you guys this cool question. For a team that's currently not leading their division and like maybe in third, if not fourth place, do any of those teams make a run and make the playoffs and make a World Series run by chance, Combs? The teams that are in third or fourth place? Yeah. I division. think the only team that really has a shot might be the New York Yankees. I that's the only team I believe that could come out and just get hot at the right time and, and pull something crazy out of the hat. And, and, you know, the Yankee stadium magic in October finds it. 
its way back because they they do have the offense that if they just go off, it's good. They're going to be hard to stop. Uh, their pitching is good enough to get them through and, and to compete with really good pitching. So if there is any team that's going to come from behind and make a run at this thing, that's that's the team I would pick would be the New York Yankees. Tori, any thoughts on that? Oh, a team that can kind of. I'm just trying. I'm trying to find the wild card standings right now here. Well, you're looking at third or fourth in the division. You're, right, you're talking right. about the Toronto Blue Jays, New York Yankees, Yankees, the, the Ra- or the Yankees, Mariners, the Mariners, or the the Oakland A's. Oh. Well, the the A's are in second in the division, right? But they, they could not? be th- they could be third right. by the end of the because they're only right. a game difference with the yeah. Mariners, right? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oakland. Oakland is streaky, as we've seen. Oh, they will play horrible for stretches and then beat everybody in their path. And then they get to the Major League Baseball playoffs, and then they just completely collapse, especially if they play the Yankees. <laughs> All right. So you you heard it here first, guys. Uh, Yankees will make, went, go make it to the World Series and lose versus the Atlanta Braves. Uh, so with that being – oh, no? Why are you, why, why, why you discrediting my picks now? First of all, nobody said that. We both, we neither one of us picked the Yankees to be the best. I said if oh. there was a team that had an outside shot, it would be the New York Yankees. I said that the Tampa Bay Rays were the best team yeah. in in the American League, and Tori said the Toronto Blue Jays were the best team in the American League right now. So the Yankees, win and the you World came Series. up with Yankees, and, Yankees and Braves. <laughs> all right, guys, welcome to Buck Math. <laughs> speaking speaking of the 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 New York Yankees, so the LA Rams played the the San Francisco 49ers this weekend and get the Well, speaking of LA sports there's, there's and, and like though. and like nobody caring about this particular sport, hockey first week is uh, October 12th here. What that's roughly 3 weeks away. But the Columbus Blue Jackets are not allowing Zach Zach Renato who signed a two way contract this summer to come to to come to camp cuz he is unvaccinated. Tori, is this a bad look for the NHL? Uh, to each their own really on this one like I get it. Like the NBA is not mandating the vaccinations, but I think it all depends on what the vaccination numbers are league wide. Like if it, like I said, if you're at like 80%, they're probably like, yeah, whatever. We're not doing a mask mandate because 80% of the league's you know, vaccinated. I don't know what the numbers are in the NHL. And I would have a sneaking suspicion that it has something to do with that, that not enough players or the numbers are not high enough for vaccinated players. And they're kind of like, Nope, we're not, we're not letting you come in. You know, if that, at that point they can they can mandate it for everybody's safety, you know, they can do it. Combs, you are a hockey guy. What are your thoughts on this? First, first hey Buck, can you tell me what this guy's name is again? Renato. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Renato. Renato. <laughs> Zach Ronaldo. Um, look, I. I think it's a bad look. I, I don't think that you can can't stop a man from doing his job or a woman for doing their job because of their decision on what to do with their body. Like for some, this has to be like, I don't understand all of this stuff and I don't understand. It and I, I, I'm not going to get political here, 
But I don't understand how this isn't a HIPAA violation. Vaccines are not HIPAA violations. They're they're not. Show. But this is all right. So, so this is again, because it comes. We, it comes down to go, public we're gonna safety. Go off, we're going to go off bad. We're going to get kicked off YouTube. Stop! Stop calling this damn thing a vaccine. I get. I get vaccinated for for uh, you know the uh, SARS. I get vaccinated for for uh, you know all sorts of measles, all that stuff, and I don't get it. This is a COVID shot, not a COVID vaccination. So stop with that stuff. First well, well, now we just get kicked off, off here. Second of all. <laughs> You should not be able to to stop somebody from doing their job because of a choice that they make that has no impact on yourself or on your business. And you can say it does all you want. You can say, oh, well, if they get the shot, then they won't get sick and they they, they won't miss work. And that that affects us. I got the shot. I got sick. I missed work. So just because you get it doesn't mean you're not going to get sick or get people sick. You're right. So did, did I, I but your recovery, but your recovery time though from vaccinated to unvaccinated is a lot shorter. Really? Because my, my father in law is vaccinated and he was the first one in the in the family vaccinated and he was sick for a little over four weeks. And it was really bad. So his recovery time didn't speed up. Well, and, like and, no, and I know vaccinated. if I get I'm vaccinated and if I get it, my recovery right. time is gonna be longer because I'm diabetic. Right, but see, that it's it's kind of like hedging your bets, right? So, so well, if they, if they get, it, they're gonna be oh, but if they have this or if they just I look, I let the doctors do their thing, I let the scientists do their thing. I got the shot for because I really because I didn't want to wear a mask, to be quite honest with you, and I also didn't want to to get other people sick. I don't want to be the reason why somebody else catches it or whatever the case is, but. I just I I don't understand how how an NHL franchise can say you know what you're not even welcome at camp you're not welcome to come do this you know Major League Baseball has players that are refusing to get it the NBA has players that are refusing to get it the NFL has players that aren't getting it they all have rules on on what happens if if you you know miss a game or whatnot but the NHL is just like all of a sudden the Columbus Blue Jackets is like nope you're not coming to practice you're not coming to camp. We just signed you to a two-year deal, but you're not coming to camp. Well, they, they didn't know. They didn't know before they signed him to a two-year deal this summer that he wasn't going to get the vaccination. Probably not, because the vaccine wasn't well. That's out there their yet, problem but... then. Yeah, well, it was. But... What do you mean? It's been out since the early in the spring. They signed him this summer. Okay, I mean, like I don't, I don't know one way. And it could have been at that yeah. point. It might have been a handshake deal. Said, "Hey, we need to get vaccinated." Yeah, I'll do that. It just never did. I mean, we don't know the. You know, we right. don't know the yeah. the back the backroom deal that got maybe made that's not on paper. You yes, know? yeah. So also on the flip side of this, we saw it with the Buffalo Bills too. They they said they were they were going to cut unvaccinated players, and they Cole Beasley still hasn't gotten it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. saying like so they ultimately folded on there because you know winning cures all, and Buffalo Bills are winning right right now, and Cole Beasley is doing well. So. If the Columbus Blue Jackets start to maybe not do so well in the regular season, like, hey, and they're like, hey, you know what, man? We know what we told you in September, but it's now November and we're 0 and 3 and we're down by like 16 points or like whatever. We need some help. <laughs> that, that math was, that ain't NHL no, math was terrible. 0 and 3, they're down, 0 and 3, by, 16. down what, by 16. What, what did everybody else play 12 games in there? <laughs> Isn't it goals like like isn't that like like you get like you get two points you get two points for a points win for a win one oh. point for an, a tie or an overtime loss? Hmm. I don't know. 
I just I thought it was how many goals she scored. <laughs> Brandon, as as we get closer to hockey season, Brandon and I are going to have a good hockey conversation. I think. Yeah. Yeah, What's we that? definitely bring hockey onto the show. The, what is that will hockey there, conversation? Will, will there ever be a fifty? 50- Brought to you by Brooks Roofing and Siding. Contact them at 812-868-7663 
or online at brooksroofingin.com. Brooks Roofing and Siding, protection you need from nature's strikes. And welcome back to the man. All right, guys, Michael Buckshot with Brandon Combs and Tori Anderson tonight. We've covered NA- NFL, we've car- we covered NHL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. We c- completed the trifecta tonight, gentlemen. But it is time to end the show with some shop talk. So if you guys have any questions here, go to youtube.com forward slash man hour and ask us some questions. But Combs, I got a question for you right off the bat here. Who are your top five NFL receivers in the league right now? So, I mean, one and two are easy as Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. And you could flip them either way and argue it and, and you'd be fine either way that you go. Um, Number three right now... I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. I really like what C.D. Lamb's doing out in in Dallas. I think that he's going to have a hell of a year. I think having Dak back is going to uh, allow him to really put up some monstrous numbers. Um, Number four, I am going to go out to... Man, this one's a tough one. You know, I put this damn thing together, and I didn't even really prepare for this segment. (laughs) Um, But I... (laughs) I'm going to go out to Kansas City and I'm going to take Tyreek Hill. And I I just, I really like Tyreek Hill. I like what he's doing. Um, and then at number five, this might come as a bit of a shock to a lot of people, but I'm going with Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup is a phenomenal wide receiver. I think he's going to have a great year with Matthew Stafford. Them two have, a, have an unbelievable chemistry right now. The way that they're looking out in L.A., it's going to be a fun season, and Matthew Stafford's going to do a lot more smiling. Um, so I'm going to go with the, those are my top five right now. Now, these are the 2021 seasons. So just, I want to put, the, yeah. put that out there. Right now, yeah. I, I mean, including yeah. the first two weeks. That's what I'm yeah. doing. Right. Tori, what about you? Like, like D-Hop is number one. Nuke is number one, hands down. Um, I'm actually going to put – like, I'm glad Brandon brought it up. I'm going to put Cooper Cup actually up as the second best receiver in the NFL right now. Ooh, there you go. Over Devontae, um, huh? Over Devontae. I don't even have Devontae in my top five. Wow. I'm just... So, All right. uh, Tyreek Tyreek is number three right now in my book. You know, Tyreek's doing Tyreek things. Um, and this is where, like, I, I leapfrogged. I'm going to put Tyler Lockett as the fourth best receiver in the league right yeah, now. I like him. Tyler Lockett is catching everything. Yeah. He, he is the deep target for hands. Russell Wilson right now. Hands and speed for days. And so I actually have Devontae Adams at six, but then I actually have Amari Cooper, Cooper right now in the fifth spot. Based, like and I'm just basically kind of stats-wise um, on what they've produced so far. I mean, Devontae didn't do squat in week one, so all his production yeah. was from last night. Yeah, that, you know what's funny true. is that is that you you didn't have Devontae in there. I didn't have my guy Allen Robinson, which I'm a big Allen Robinson guy. But watching him drop that easy pass in the end zone this past Sunday, you know, I like him even more now that you know we're gonna have number one under center. I like him even more, but it, you've got to catch passes like that, and that's the one knock I have on on a guy like Allen Robinson is he can't win those balls where he's tightly defended. He doesn't win jump balls. He doesn't win those those ones where he's about to get hit. So that's the one knock I have on him. So that's why I didn't even have him in my top five. Are you guys sleeping on uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, the Vikings receiver? No. Not yet. No. If you look at the actually that rookie, uh, Osaba or Oboza, 
I can't remember also, but KJ something for the Vikings. <laughs> that kid had a monster game looking like he might right. start. He might push Adam Thielen out of town, but after this season. Really? Adam Thielen's 32 years old. True. But yeah. I mean, well, I guess the, I feel like the Vikings hang on to players too long. Like, like as the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> Everson, yeah. Everson Griffin. Yeah, just just like how like the Patriots cut them be, before you know when we all think they have like a year left or two years left, the Vikings hang on two three years past what they should have. Uh, so so yeah, I mean that's that is crazy to me just to even think that. Uh, so another question that I have for, for you wait, here wait, is wait 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 Buck, who's your top five? Yeah, who's your top five? Ooh, my top. Look five. at look at and where the heck's the wheel? I don't have the wheel. I thought Tori had it. You never told me uh, to order it. I was going to send it to you. So oh. I was going to ship it to your house. I can just Tomorrow do a little. Tomorrow we're spinning the wheel, and I'll, I'll do. We'll, I'll make sure I set it up on the randomizer. And we'll do I the can uh, set up a wheel on the actual stream, so we can all check out the stream and see it. Uh, so, uh, um, I actually have uh, from five to one. I I like Allen Robinson from the Bears. Uh, Combs, like yes, he did have that big that big drop, but you know. Receivers always drop half passes, and just it just happened to be a, a little bit bigger than others. So I have him coming in at number five. I, I have Stefan Diggs coming in at four. Um, I mean, like the stats okay. may not quite be there yet, but they will be there. So I'm kind of basing it off of projections. So uh, Stefan Diggs at four. And then this is where it gets kind of muddy, I think, because – I do like Devontae Adams, but Tory brought up a great point. He had a terrible week, week one. So I, I think I got to put AJ Brown in there. Um, I think he is what is going to make that Tennessee Titans team click. Is is AJ Brown not the not King Henry or or anybody like well, that? They were down by twenty points, and they handed the ball to King Henry instead of. Throwing to AJ Brown. Yeah, but they, when AJ but when AJ learned. Brown let one ball slip right through his hands. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it is what it is. And then I got Hopkins, and then of course my man Tyree Kill. So Homer, call call it what you want, but Tyree Kill is Tyree easily... Kill over the De, over DeAndre Hopkins right now. Yeah, are you? Have you seen what DeAndre Hopkins has done? Not only last year, the year before that, and the year before that. Have you seen what he's done in the first two weeks? I thought we were talking strictly just the first two weeks. The, uh, well, that's why I just said right. so it. Like, in the first two weeks? <laughs> way to make the point. Yeah. Listen right. to what I'm saying. Do you uh, understand uh, the words that are coming out of my mouth? No. <laughs> I'm from Kansas. We, we don't hear things. We just talk. <laughs> but, Clearly. yeah, I, I, I mean, but, like, I don't know. I mean, just, like, I feel like week two, it is so subjective. Just because, like, what Tori said, you know, Adams had a horrible week one. So, he has him at number six, basically just based off of week two. So, I mean, like, I feel like we, in, in the back of our heads, like, we are, like, we assume they're going to be doing good things, so we have to put them where we, you know, but yeah. If you, st- statistically, stat-wise, he's the sixth best receiver in the league right now. Okay. Hey, even having a crappy week one. I, I'll give you that. I, okay. So, speaking of crappy week ones, the Broncos and the Raiders have not had crappy week ones. They're 2-0. and who is more surprising two and O team? Wait, can you explain your math? They didn't have crappy week ones about their two and O. 
so the, wouldn't it be they didn't have crappy week one and two, so they're two and oh? They didn't have crappy week one, so they did well. And yeah. then and then you busted it right into two and oh. Yeah. From week one with the old talking. You're, about you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's Buccaneers. It, it, so, it's it's Buccaneers. The... The more impressive 2-0 to me is the the Las Vegas Raiders. They've beaten better teams. I mean, they didn't beat the the Jacksonville Jaguars and the New York Giants. They went on to go ahead and and beat some really solid teams in um god, why do I always buck threw me off. He left the screen. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. Um oh god, he's got the cheese head on. Oh my. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Michelle called nine one one. He's about to have a heart attack. I just I don't I don't get it. But anyway, they beat the Baltimore Ravens. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And to me, those are just more quality wins go than back, what. I... Go back go. up. Shake it back. You gotta shake it before you bake it. Sorry, Holmes. Go. <laughs> no, no, he's go, really Pat, not. Go. go, Pat. Go. He's really not. Go, Pat. Sorry, go. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say it's neither of those teams that's impressive as a two and zero team. I'm going with the Carolina Panthers. Actually, Wayne G and I talked about that last night. the The Panthers look good. That is a defense that looks like it's going <laughs> to start stomping on people week in and week out. That is a very solid defense. They have Sam Darnold looking like the quarterback we all thought he was going to be. And they have a healthy CMC. They have Robbie Anderson. They have DJ Moore. Um, It's a team with weapons. To me, they're kind of the surprise team of all 2-0 teams. They are the surprise one and probably the best 2-0 team right now. You think that a win over the Texans is more impressive than a win over the Ravens? Who just beat the Chiefs? Texas looked damn good the week one. With Tyrod Taylor, that future Hall of Famer himself. Oh, my bad. <clears throat> Are you all right there? No, give, Mike, check give, one, give me Carolina. Give me Carolina all day long on on this situation, just because you know this is a team that nobody was expecting to be very good at all this year. How about this, the San Francisco Forty Niners? Yes, I know. You know they've had quote too bad wins there but they traveled from west to east both of those both of those games and both early games so i mean we've spoke on it it's tough to travel to the east coast and but win you on those expected the niners to be 2-0 though didn't you you expected the niners to be a good team you're you talking about did, impressive it's got to be teams that that are that are, aren't expected to do good well I you also picked the lions to be 10 and 7 <laughs> i expected the so 49ers to start 0 and 3 but again you picked the lions to be 10 and 7 and they're 0 and 2, and they're probably going to be 0 and 7. And then they're probably going to be 0 and 9, That's and 0 fine. and 11. 10 wins, and baby. then you're still going to pick them to be 10 and 7. Buck, I got to say, as a Wisconsin, I'm embarrassed for you for as much cheesehead stuff as you have. <laughs> I got like four t shirts and two jerseys now, too. How many? You should have got cheeseheads for the kids so they can just run head first into each other when they get rambunctious. He probably got them cheesehead diapers, is what he got. He probably we got four cheeseheads and a football. We're gonna we're gonna go Packers fans as Halloween. Oh my! 
I may or may not have got the cheese head butt. Man Hour Nation, rise up. Did Cindy Cindy buy the cheese head bra? You got it on order. Tori sent us out, big guy. Man Hour Nation, rise up.